0: Hello and welcome to the Socially Intoxicated Awareness Podcast.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Scott. It's a day late at the time of recording this, but happy birthday to
0: you. I like that no one sang it to me yesterday, so this is the perfect version to hear.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's already, you know, a big thing that there were people there who were celebrating into and out of your birthday with you. So I guess, you know, singing it yesterday was just not needed.
0: And I think I counted this morning and we ended up drinking 25 pints of Guinness together in those two nights. Come again? I think we ended up drinking 25 pints of Guinness in in those two nights, partying in and out of my birthday.
1: Hey, man, it's very well possible, man um because we finished our stock last night right um and we had to buy new ones after after two nights ago so yeah there's a there's a pretty good chance there's a pretty good chance of that
0: absolutely in the honor of me turning 25 um which is the last birthday i will tell people how old i'm turning
1: how does it feel to be a quarter of a century old
0: that's the title of this episode. Yes, because that's from now on when, when I, this is my um, new resolution, at least from now on. If people ask about my age, I'll say I'm a quarter of a century. Um, and I'll let the people do the math, you know. So it feels, it feels cool to be able to talk in century terminology. I feel significant.
1: I guess you could have always talked in, in century terminologies, right? Because every birthday is just, you know, an increasing point of like a percent of, of a century
0: yeah
1: it gets it gets difficult when you turn 101
0: yeah one and a bit centuries is what i would say <laughs>
1: yeah because it'd be like oh i'm i'm 1.1 centuries old or 1.01
0: centuries
1: 1.01 well it'd be 1.001 because otherwise it'd be tens right you'd be
0: if 1.01. you're zero one.
1: if you're 1.1 on you know in a, in a century um one year is is one the my point is the fucking point the thing the tens right there's a reason why we call the point behind the decimal the tens right
0: yeah yeah because one it's 1.01. yeah one point zero one exactly Seven zero zero one listeners please send us who won this argument because I think I'm now four to one on this week hey Scott fucking t- fucking, tell <laughs> carbon, huh? fucking tell us about carbon you cunt
1: fucking tell us about carbon How fucking dare you
0: bring our viewers into this. Um, you can tell the carbon story if you want.
1: No, nah, there's no need to tell it. It won't be funny listening to it if you weren't there in the moment.
0: Yeah, or not intoxicated. Yeah. More anyway, speaking hope. of intoxication, um, to honor this special day, I've been getting more and more into leffa recently, and they're selling it in higher frequencies here in the store. So I poured myself one of these in the hopes that it would immediately show the effects of alcohol on my body during this podcast.
1: I have nothing to say. I'm drinking my mom's eggnog because we're
0: out of alcohol <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> w- what would people prefer? That's an interesting poll. What?
1: Beer or eggnog?
0: Yeah, leffe or eggnog because a lot of beer enjoyers don't like leffe.
1: Well, see, I can I can tell you this right now. Right now, in this moment, I prefer this eggnog concoction I have here over uh, a leffe. Why? Lefoe... Well, leffe is... Leffe is very flavorful, very heavy, right? But you know, drinking one casually isn't isn't all that easy. No, it's, because it's really nice if you're in the mood, but if you're not in the mood, it's such a strong kind of thing. It's like, eh, nah,
0: maybe not. Polarizing beer, I guess that's fair enough.
1: Nah, it's just you—you you gotta want to drink a Leffe, you know. You gotta feel it mm-hmm. uh, more than some other beers.
0: Um, so as it, it was my birthday, um, I was kind of expecting a gift from Toby, but as my birthday is twentieth of March. I usually expect my gift around um, August of uh, the post. Yeah, if if there is a present, it'll be around August usually. So there's usually a six month delay. Um, I was in Prague in my semester abroad in 2019, the first half of 2019 until we visited me a couple of times. And we went to a bar that we've mentioned several times on here, shout out to the London Underground. There was a poster on the way in that every night when we went out up there to either smoke or eat we um came back and i pointed at the poster and i said hey toby i want this for my birthday and my birthday was like a month away or something like that so that is the birth- that is the present that toby gave me yesterday that poster uh on- on- only 2 years late i was pleasantly surprised it was um very good I, gift i'm I, very I much so I was officially 2 years late
1: yeah mm-hmm. oh, it's a good poster i mean the uh the reason i figured was i found the old, i went through the old pictures right i remember there was something from prague I went through the pictures on my phone, just kind of. I eventually managed to fucking find it amongst the what eighteen thousand pictures and memes I have on there. Um, Yeah, and I I found it on the Beatles Museum webshop, something like that. Which I did not know they had
0: a museum. Well, it makes sense, but well,
1: I I, I've been to their official museum, right, in Liverpool.
0: Um, That's a good idea.
1: But I think this one was in Germany, even.
0: Yeah, it was Halle. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was Hello. To... Anyway, um, the poster, let's time. talk about the poster. You mentioned the Beatles. Yeah, it's the Beatles poster, and it's essentially from the album artwork uh, from Yellow Submarine, um, which I think is its own album, if my mine... No, it's a song. It's a song off the Famous, one of their last couple albums, where they also did a movie, too. Everybody knows the song. We all live in a Yellow Submarine. Fun I mean, fact.
1: Everyone knows the song. It's just you're, you're about to engage in describing a Beatles poster on an yes. audio form podcast.
0: It's Jesus. part of our um, tradition in terms of tr- describing visual things.
1: But, you know, there's a difference between describing, you know, relatively simple things and describing a Beatles poster, which is arguably a mess.
0: It's trippy. And that's about it. Yeah. The it's album's tri- called Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and based on that kind of, if I don't know, yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a Beatles poster. So I just wanted to make sure that people know it's the band and not the Beatles.
1: <laughs> no, that was a, that was a fucking, that was a great holiday. That was yeah, carnival break two years ago. Um, you mentioned because we were walking in and out of the place, right? Which most of the time we managed to stay downstairs for the duration of finishing or ordering and finishing a single beer and then quickly walk back outside to the um what was it called burritos locos? Yeah burritos uh, yeah. next door <laughs> <laughs> God. we fucking stumbled into that bar so many times and stumbled out of it even more often oh, man. I
0: Jesus. That was pretty good. Uh yeah. But let's not go down that road because We've talked about Prague so much, and sadly, I don't think we're actually affecting tourism to Prague right now. Nah. Um, yeah, how's your, how's your week been?
1: Yeah, see, th- this is why what's difficult to have this fucking podcast today is because I've seen you almost every night of the week.
0: I know, I know. Um, well, then let's start a point of discussion just now. I don't know. What's the topic off the head, off your head, off the top of your head?
1: Nothing. Um, well, no, I, I do have something on my mind, but it's uh, Formula One, which we already talked about last week. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, that'll be kind of tough. Um, yeah, we have genuinely met every day of the week. Um, we? Kind of, we? Well, almost, right? Except for Tuesday. True. Um, wow. Yeah. Back to being well, roommates. well, it could it could be fun to talk about. Um, so I'll drive back to Maastricht tomorrow. Um, so that'll be nice. And my housemate who had come down with COVID, uh what two weeks ago or so is now allowed to have other people live in the house again. So that's nice.
0: Is she um, able to fully function, or are there like things like her oh. taste and and uh, sense of smell that are?
1: No, she's fine. Um, she didn't have a difficult progression. Um, she had, didn't have any lasting symptoms, at least none she told me about. Hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah. And other news, right? There's uh, they finally, well, finally, they uh, ba- shortly banned or shortly stopped the um, inoculation with AstraZeneca and have now started it again due to these uh, thrombosis cases, which I mean, in, in hindsight, right, I'm, I'm thankful that you know the kind of security was put in place and was put first like oh yeah we had these cases we're going to stop it but i'm even more thankful that it didn't last right because i was super mad when it happened it was i just think it was such a statistical insignificance um you know people are are screaming for for security during these vaccines so at least there's a positive there that you know they they had these cases and it was taken but uh, even more than that i'm incredibly thankful and grateful that um yeah, it'll continue with that and that hopefully we can meet our fucking vaccination goals.
0: Uh, We're not, because we've already missed the first few goals. So, yeah, okay, but from now on? Yeah, um, I don't know. The best part about this whole thing is that it's back. Um, if it still wasn't back, we would be having a very different conversation. I am very sure of it, because we debated this, or di- yeah. we didn't even debate it. We shouted at the German government together, essentially, for the yeah. last few nights. Uh in, in varying degrees of uh, severity. And essentially what most people know as well is that there's there's drugs on the market that are so much more lethal or from a statistical standpoint, um, have so many more cases of the exact same things that were being uh, proposed with like blood clots, for example, that the vaccine um, um, can bring that out in you or can, can increase the risk. Um, So it's good to see that the European Commission immediately spoke with the Emma, the Institute there, uh, the counterpart of the CDC for the EU. And I'm happy we're back. I don't know what it means. And I hope that the EU is ordered and is already preparing the infrastructure and delivery for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, I don't know if you have an update on that.
1: Uh, None that I'm aware of. I think it's still in... um third, uh, third phase clinical trials, right? Is it not?
0: No, it's been a, I, in Europe, you mean, or because it's been approved in the US already?
1: Yeah, well, no, well, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I was thinking in Europe, you'd expect well, it uh, to follow directly. Look, 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 look. Um, the one thing I can, the one thing I know, is um, I, I was reading something about it the other day, where it was still saying it's in third phase, but that might have just been old information. Um, so I'm, I'm uncertain. The big positive of it is uh, that's a, that it's a single JAB admission, right? Exactly. So that should be um, very good. And it can be stored at reasonable temperatures. Yeah. Yep. So um, hopefully it's, you know, the best of kind of both worlds. Um,
0: yeah. I mean. Yeah, 11th of March, it was approved in the EU. Oh, okay. So uh, twenty day, uh, 10 uh, days ago. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it should be fine. Um, yeah, I'm getting... getting. <laughs> what a podcast episode this is. You know, two people uh, quickly talk about your birthday, have nothing to talk about, and then begin complaining about COVID again. Um, That's pretty much where
0: everything ends. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we... I'm mean, i
1: pretty fucking exhausted with it. I could do without it.
0: Yeah, I think we all are. But the weather's getting better now. Um, so for me, winter COVID was brutal in comparison to summer COVID um, all things considered the same. You could still go outside in the summer and like meet some friends with less, like you can meet and hang out because outside a, a year later post like from COVID being introduced to all of us, there's more research that has been found out in terms of hanging out outside and good weather. And it's basically safe essentially is what people have said, if you don't like cuddle the whole time. Uh, but if you're just outside together, you're fine. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to socialize more. Yeah, that's what uh, the good weather nice. will bring.
1: I just want the uh, in Dutch it's called Ovenblock. Um I'm just not a big fan of that in the Netherlands. Um, so going going back over tomorrow, I'll have to you know arrive there before nine, uh, just because otherwise I'll be uh, falling outside of the curfew. Uh, which you know it's fine, uh, it's a minor annoyance, but it's an annoyance nonetheless. Wait, nine in the morning? Why does so? I had the same fucking conversation with my mom today. She's like, Oh, you have to be there before nine in the morning? No, why would you put the fucking curfew at nine in the morning? Why would you be bothered like, oh, to nine, get there? After nine in the morning, nine. no one go outside anymore. Nine in the fucking evening.
0: Yeah, but why the fuck are you bothered about going home at nine in the evening and not making it home on time? Well, That's it's a not a fucking trip. issue
1: with me driving tomorrow. It's in general, you know. In gen- your, you like made, your made general it seem life.
0: like you had to restructure your whole day for it. No, but it's yeah, still something. Uh, all I was saying is that I have to
1: be aware of it and then I'll have to arrive before it, which, you know, it's not a huge impediment, as I was saying, right? It's something you live with. It's just, it annoys me living there. And yeah, I just I'll just be happy for it to be gone Fair when enough. it eventually is. Fair
0: enough yeah oh. okay so i'm just going to comment on the fullness of my beer it is uh two-thirds done and i am uh i have two beers left so that is my progress cool
1: i have finished my one eggnog
0: so you are going to get one no no because you have to be back before nine o'clock in Mosley, right mm,
1: of course <laughs> No, just uh, I, I prefer to be uh, not hungover for once in the morning.
0: Yeah, the last week's been rough in that sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I would like to critique something that came out that is actually very dear to the both of us. Um, about three to four months ago I think it was something like that the first South Park pandemic special came out and I believe around a week ago is when the second part came out or the second episode which um, is basically South Park spelt with a Q at the end and it focuses a lot on QAnon and I have to say comparing it to the first one it was nowhere near as funny in my opinion while there was a lot of very good moments but I think the reason uh, so that I just didn't think it was that funny is because COVID and the jokes that everybody makes on TV and everybody makes at home, they're, they're gone. They're, they're old. They're, they're not funny anymore. So I think they kind of missed missed the hype of the jokes a little bit from my perspective. But you said you liked it better, right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Um, well, so did I. I just thought it was not as good as the first
1: no i thought they went back to well i didn't like the first i didn't like the pandemic special the first one that much uh compared to you i guess in hindsight i thought randy wasn't even
0: even in the second one really
1: yeah which is good we've seen so much randy the past three seasons on randy yeah
0: he's a a carrier man people watch just for randy
1: yeah but no it's been too much randy too much randy man
0: so spoiler alert i guess but like Uh, Essentially what happens in the episode, uh, Cartman rallies the gang together and he goes, guys, our bro ship is hurting. We need to do something funny. So Kenny and I, uh, we want to play this prank on the teacher. So the teacher quits the school after the prank and it makes Mr. Garrison come back, who has been essentially Trump for the last, well, few seasons which how
1: fucking good was that who saw hilarious hilarious
0: to come back but they just they just needed to do it once and it was like it was it would have been a great scene but they spent fucking half the episode showing Mr. Garrison around the new thing and everything and like how can he uh how will he be able to fit in again and it, it was like such a big part of the episode which I didn't really like. Dude, How? Mr.
1: Garrison has a new fucking
0: sex slave. <laughs> he's got that FBI agent. Yes. It's so good. and turns- he's Yeah, it turns back into his puppet Mr. initially. Hankey. And QAnon is depicted as like this weird god that knows Photoshop, which is also hilarious. No, um, they're not. Yeah. The the
1: elites who run the show are not QAnon. Which is
0: Q, right? Essentially, he's showing no, you Q. No, that
1: is not Q. No, that is not yeah. Q. Okay, that is not I mean- the kind of... No, no, no. no. The, the guys Mr. Garrison makes the deal with are like... The kind of people that are taking the piss off, like you know, right, like uh, Oprah, the Clintons, these, big, uh, the people Q. I don't even want to give them a platform, but the people QAnon are are talking well, all their South shit Park about. fucking did. Tell
0: me. No, it's it's said, right? I mean, it's, QAnon they believe in people. I don't know, like the pizza fucking dickheads Pizzagate is a popular conspiracy theory which is that there's a huge pedophile ring in the wealthy crowd and that's like also where epstein was uh partially involved as well as prince andrew i believe i don't care it's all conjecture okay. but yeah
1: no uh no i thought i thought it was pretty good uh what annoyed me was kind of how they essentially turned kenny into a kid they the other kids were like arguing custody over was pretty weird because kenny and like the character kenny is usually quite you know quite taking charge and has quite a strong personality and suddenly he's just a whining kid
0: but often people like in the first pandemic special it was similar that was it kyle or stan i forget but they kind of the whole time were like guys we need to take care of kenny we need to take him to build a bear we need to because right and then they kind of show their emotions through how they treat kenny and what they think kenny needs and i don't i don't know enough south park to make the claim that it's been like that way a lot but i know of certain episodes where that's always happened so um i i don't know i think it fit that in that sense but again 40 minute episodes that that may be the breaking point for south park that they can't permanently make like 45 minute episodes
1: yeah maybe um, I'd be very happy to have like a full season again, you know, kind of like a weekly release. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they're, they're strongest, right? Because yeah. they have such a short-lived kind of creation cycle and can really make it contemporary. Um, so I think that'd be really
0: funny. Yeah, honestly. And um, it's more slapstick humor anyway and like quick, funny jokes right after each other and then you're done. Yeah. And uh, now they kind of have to build them and draw them up a little bit. And they did a good job, no doubt. But um, maybe they'd be a, Bit better sticking to 20 minutes,
1: maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a TV producer, <laughs> to be fair, though. Otherwise, they would
0: have just cut the last two episodes in half and released them as part one and two. Yeah, they definitely, and then it, it'll be the exact same content. Yeah, so
1: yeah. <sighs> oh man, I'm tired, I'm oh, real tired. <sighs>
0: Were you hungover this morning?
1: Uh, less that and more kind of just, you know, like someone hit me over the head with a, with a uh, piece of wood. Someone
0: forgot to drink water.
1: No, it wasn't that. Um, yeah, it just felt like, you know, kind of like, wow, Like
0: shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not hungover, right? Trust me, I know what it feels like to be hungover. That wasn't a hangover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your standards are too high. Yeah.
1: No, it was a very fun night, though.
0: It was it was we fed my dog about 10 you potatoes. F- so many fun. <laughs> yeah, and essentially we just made it do all these tricks and it was yeah. so much fun but at the end Mila, my dog's name, was just snooping around everywhere yeah. and just trying to basically going from one person to the other sitting around the table trying to see who would drop or give her food. <laughs>
1: I do love that at the moment where it's like oh yeah that's still a fun story about last night the one you pick the one you pick is like oh yeah we fed my dog so many potatoes (laughs) it was crazy dude wildest night of my life we fed my dog like so many potatoes dude like no dog should eat that many potatoes dude it was so many potatoes (laughs) such a a weird flex
0: this is yeah this is a dog that's eaten six or seven chocolate sandwiches as well
1: yeah by accident a couple of years ago right
0: well, she ate them totally on purpose. It's not like she slipped on a banana and accidentally swallowed uh-huh. seven chocolate bananas. They were on the fireplace, on the thing, so they were like a solid meter, up. meter, meter twenty up uh, above the ground on a ledge, right? So she, <laughs> and then she jumped up and had both of her paws on it, and then kind of ate them off sideward with mm-hmm. her head and with her with her mouth and or jaw. There we go, and. I got to say, she deserved those. Anyway, chocolate is supposed to be poisonous for yeah. dogs, like very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the fact that her weight, is, is, uh, the amount of chocolate you have to eat for it to be seriously harmful for a dog is relative to its body weight. Due to the fact that Mila is a big dog, um, if she was a chihuahua, she would have died immediately, essentially. But as she's a big dog, it's like, oh yeah, she'll probably you know have really bad system issues and it'll flush it through but she'll be okay and mila i think burped a couple times and like had diarrhea once and was fine it was like okay because i don't know i think a few months beforehand she had eaten a whole bar of whiskey chocolate
1: (laughs) she had a taste for it
0: a little bit man little bits little
1: bits no she's a fun little dog so scared so scared everyone and everything but she's She's a shy
0: shy dog in essence yeah yeah that's true that's true oh man okay toby we've talked about the fact that i'm turning 25 um we've talked about south park we've revisited our anger at the vaccine process so far and our hope in the future um what song did did you only find the one song with twenty five twenty five in it, or did you find other songs that reference being twenty five years old?
1: Um, I found another song, but it was like a rap kind of deal. So it's like ah, oh, maybe this isn't that fitting. And then I remembered the song twenty five twenty five, right? Um, which is quite a nice song I know it from uh, Futurama. Who is it? Um, no clue. Couldn't tell you the band's name now. I assume it's rock um, then, genre wise oh uh, yeah kind of um it's like it tells a story you know um no but it's a it's a very fun song um from futurama it's uh, a time travel episode right where they go forward in time and then they have a montage eventually because they realize fuck we're too far there's nothing left um they have a montage where they go through and they see like kind of the or because they get uh, scared away um, and they see a montage of like the earth developing over time, right? And the song kind of talks about that too, like, you know, going into the future and how humanity develops a bit. And then the fun thing in Futurama is that eventually at some point they go, well, we've reached the end of the universe. It is all, it is, there is no more after this, this is the end. And they go, well, we might as well jump one uh, forward in time once more and just kind of, you know, let it happen. And uh, they kind of sit there waiting for the end of the universe and uh, suddenly a new Big Bang hack happens and time turns out to be circular and they can just go forward enough until they eventually reach the point where they leave and then they crush each other each other's new bodies in this new universe with their time machine when they land and uh, everything's solved Wow So yeah, Rick and Morty Futurama did it first
0: Thank you for that, wow What episode is that?
1: Uh, i won't be able to tell you a, a season and a episode could, could
0: you look it up and then we can add it in the highlights uh, sure because that's probably going to be the only productive thing that comes out of this episode nah the cool song and a pretty cool fucking episode uh, let's
1: see if you try my time travel episodes
0: Okay, the first, when I Google songs about 25, the first one that pops up is a K-pop song.
1: Hmm. K-pop's fun. Got to admit. Credit work credit's do. Did we Did. talk about this on the uh, we've podcast? Talked about, we've talked about it that in Japan you can do these like, uh, uh, you can go to these J-pop concerts that are, you know, before work and watch a J-pop concert for like half an hour before
0: work. Oh, right. And then we talked about how, yeah, we did. Um, Speaking of Korea and Japan through K and J-POP, I talked to Ichio today. Mm -hmm. Ichio Aoki will be a guest in the future on our show. He's a big fan and uh, he's currently starting his um, PhD in uh, broader range economics in essence. Um, He's not sure where to apply it through yet, but... He has a completely different perspective uh, from the world right now because Japan, as of today or tomorrow, uh, Monday, but they're already there because they're eight hours ahead, uh, they're officially lifting all their COVID bans and restrictions, um, basically, in terms of, like, inner city and how to live. But the way that Japan wants to do it in terms of uh, the way they portray themselves on a global scale they don't want to come across as say texas where it's like oh fuck it there's a vaccine everybody don't give a fuck all the vaccine and uh, sorry all the mask regulations are all off you can do whatever the hell you want right so it's just like oh let the people die and it'll be fine japan wants to be viewed as safe so they're very harsh on tourism right now but when you're inside the country um it's kind of back to normal as the people are more used to wearing masks in general anyway pre-covid um so there's a lot of experiences that you can do so i'm really excited for our trip there and i don't know what specifically i was going to tell you oh i was telling you the other day the best thing about japan or at least tokyo one of the coolest things is the cabs the taxis and i was telling you how they're all crown Mm -hmm. cars by toyota which have like these automatic door opening things well Ichio told me that in tokyo they upgraded all the taxis and they're now similar to the london cabs so I don't, I don't even know how to describe it because it's the London cab is such a it's its own shape essentially but they have it with like automated sliding doors and stuff to get in
1: that's pretty cool I think I actually saw one of those uh online when they made the switch yeah looks fun although I will in my life not take a, a taxi in Japan because I have no idea how to speak the language or uh well actually taking a cab in any major city is a bad idea
0: you don't know if you'll ever get there
1: well, you most likely can't afford it, right?
0: It's okay, actually, if you think about it. Um, the, the only thing that's really terrible is that I think they don't even do it by kilometer. In terms of you pay, you you have a basis. That basis is pretty fucking expensive. And then um, it adds by time, I think, because Tokyo inner city traffic. It
1: must be so congested, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of fucked in that sense.
1: I mean, I guess it does make sense, right? Because in a major city, you're going to do what? One kilometer, two kilometer trips, but they might take you 30 minutes. Yeah. So He's- doing it by time spent in the thing, yeah, it makes perfect
0: sense. It's all done on time too. Because in like parking in Tokyo, you pay per 12 minutes, per quarter or per 50, 12 minutes or 15 minutes, and it's three to four euro. First 12 to 15 minutes of parking. Yep. Just want to point that out.
1: In Maastricht, you can pay, um, you have these little park meters, right? And the lowest amount by which you can increase your time is 10 cents, which I think is like something like two or four minutes, uh, which is always pretty fun. Um, So you can get a parking ticket for like three minutes
0: or five minutes. That was possible, dude.
1: Yep. Yeah, because you've, you've never paid for parking in Maastricht.
0: <laughs> no, because I fucking walk. <laughs> That's what's nice about um, students or cheap living because you can easily just say, oh, I'm going to walk 10 to 15 minutes to my car and not pay the seven euros per day mm. that you would pay on the outskirts.
1: Oh, well. I mean, didn't you, when you uh, worked for Maastricht, didn't you have an offer by by your employer uh, to get one of those e-bikes and commute to work on those?
0: They have a... That's what's really cool about Boston Scientific for anybody who's listening and is considering a career anywhere at this point, really, with COVID. Um, They offer, uh, basically, if you live within a... 20 kilometer range you can always come by work with an e-bike and they will uh provide it for you in that time or they'll they'll yeah give you a budget for it that's pretty cool
1: in general these e-bikes i I do i do like them i do think they're pretty fucking funny
0: do you Um, want to hear a funny did i tell you this story i probably do not on the podcast though this is a good story e-bikes so e-bikes are a real big trend in bigger cities now where uh, there's real like facebook groups and everything where people will uh modify their e-bikes hmm. and just like when people were so in germany you can drive a scooter essentially when you're 14 or 15 i believe and uh they're speed limited and what people or kids back then would do is they would try and you know unlock the engine to give it more power uh in german it's called Drosseln. that's that's the limit of power at least and they would they would essentially doesn't matter the technical issues anyway so you can do the same with e-bikes but it's very simple because it's just a small thing that's attached to the wheel that then limits the amount of speed because it sees how fast the wheel is going if you disconnect it you can make e-bikes go up to 60 kilometers an hour (laughs) that's what they do man that's how they go through the cities and race etc so that's pretty sick that would be the best way to get groceries you'd be faster than driving a car (laughs) i am speed you And if the cops pull you over, you just put it back on. Like it takes, it's very easy and simple to do. I'm not going to say what city or who told me this. um, Due to. You're likely
1: at the point where the cops pull you over, they've already speed trapped you, right? And e bikes do need a license plate, I think.
0: No. No? Sure. Because they're not meant to go that fast. (laughs) Oh, fair. If it was registered, then yeah.
1: Thank you for. Just getting up and leaving me alone, I guess.
0: I was just opening the window. It's pretty warm in here. Sure. I know. <laughs> I. see the open window behind you. The other window, man. Just to get some <laughs> air in here. Oh, that's fair. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So it's Sunday. It's the 21st of March. We're officially in spring. Yep. That's pretty Tonight. fun. Um, it means that... Everything should be getting better in terms of weather and also with COVID. So it seems like it's a nice line up towards summer, uh, to at least getting sort of back to normal, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it would be nice. Agreed. I am hopeful. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And I mean, but this time last year it had just started here in Europe, um, and things were a lot more uncertain. So I guess things can only really go up from here. Yeah, man, I mean, we've been
0: in lockdown for for over a year.
1: I mean it was yeah the summer as you said right the summer was pretty pretty lifted at some point and that was very nice
0: yeah i mean i was at some point i was in Maastricht and i was sitting down in uh, front of the governor had a couple yeah. of years exactly and we so had possible. like
1: you know with the new masters track we met up at some point and had a couple of people and you know everyone was keeping distance but there was no issue with it
0: exactly because you have the space <laughs> yeah and it's not like you got to get out of the cold or anything yeah exactly
1: no that'll be nice that'll be very nice i discovered a an, or rediscovered an ingredient which i had not used for a while which is mirin so like fermented rice wine vinegar-ish kind of thing well for well let's yeah it's like fermented rice and water it's essentially like a cooking wine but it, i don't think it's got any proper alcohol in it and it's very very nice um very like
0: for japanese or for sushi rice
1: uh so you could um in sushi rice, i think you put rice wine vinegar in um but i i would i'm definitely planning on making sushi and putting that in okay. um because it's just a very nice flavor right um imagine can you imagine sweet and sour that kind of taste you know like the classic like sweet and sour chili sauce yeah. imagine just the sweet aspect of it and you have mirin pretty much mm. it's like a very kind of slightly tangy um, but like nice and sweet, uh, like very, very well, like very mild, very yes. rounded flavor.
0: Hmm? Honey-esque almost.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe. In the sense that both are sweet, yeah. But honey, well, I've always tasted honey very strongly, right? So uh, for me, honey's got a very, very distinct taste, which is why I don't like a lot of it. Oh. I, like with, I, I like honey, right? I just don't like a lot of it in something. Because for me, it's a no, very overturning it, think, flavor.
0: Minimal amounts. Yeah. You just you know, give it a little.
1: Give little, it a little, little give it a little, little, little squeeze here, little squeeze through. Squeeze through, little
0: squeeze. <sighs> <sighs> great, great. What are oh, What are you drinking? What am I drinking now? I'm now drinking a Flensburger which is a classic German beer um, from the more north, I believe. Flensburg is fairly up northwest Germany. Yep. Um, It's a good beer. It's herb. I can recommend it. And it has a satisfying plop uh, top, so you can always close it again, which is nice for taking it on walks and stuff. So it's a very practical beer. And it's good. So I can't complain about that. I'm enjoying it about it uh how about we map out briefly for as much as we know the um the next few guests that we have we talked about it last week as well but we have a little bit more um knowledge i guess what's lined up so uh how about you (laughs) go for it
1: i have nothing to say if you read the email i sent today um we're well we're thinking about two dates but the uh the literary luscious have to confirm it Um, which was either the 4th or the 11th of April, we'll have them on, I think, if that's okay with them. And then we don't know yet when we'll be on theirs. All right. Um, But then, Because you're next with a guest spot, right? So uh, who are you thinking?
0: I am going to be bringing on Ichio, I believe, next. Okay, nice. Oh, that'll be nice to talk to him again. I think it'll be a good talk. We can talk about, I mean, we'll decide then in a moment, obviously, but um, I'm thinking of Cross between what he's specializing in and has been, because he has a wide variety of knowledge. Yep. Um, oh, for sure. And then also, like Japan, I think it'll be a cool connection point for you guys. Yeah. Uh, also, for the listeners, again, if you have any suggestions, please always hit us up on our Instagram page at socially intoxicated awareness. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. And then Cigar Club's coming on in April or May. As in April I believe and yeah we should be getting Kunststoff on as well which is a local band in Bonn Um, and they just uh, recently released their first debut album which is pretty good I don't know if you've listened to it yet
1: Uh, not aside from the songs that you've showed me when we're listening to it together right I think I showed you like
0: three of them well
1: you showed me one and then we just kept it on in the background
0: Ah, okay yeah i'll have to listen to it again anyway uh they're cool guys they're um i think it's three yeah i think it's three guys and uh they put together a really good album and they did it in like one of the uh they did it in a very indie way and um it'd be interesting to hear that kind of story and how that was built up and uh how they kind of got together in that sense yeah for sure um yeah so that's essentially what we what we got planned for the or what we think we have planned i guess we'll see what happens Yeah, Um, we should give a shout out real quick to a past guest. Uh, I'll let you do this, but I'll just name them. When we introduced the Maastricht Money Boys, they recently uh, finished the regular season.
1: Oh, right. God, I was so confused as to what you were getting at. Uh, Yeah, the Maastricht Money Boys, the local uh, Maastricht based uh, to large extent League of Legends um, team has now finished top of the league in the regular league and are now going into I guess the term is playoffs um, where they will be facing some of their previous competitors and kind of playing for a win in like a tournament structure kind of thing um, and they have finished the seasons unbeaten um, which is very impressive and it's always a lot of fun to uh, to listen in, to, in on them so if you're into that kind of stuff um, check them out on Twitch uh, slash staryflowers, I believe twitch.com slash Stary Flowers. Um, who is now streaming their games. It's not Daniel anymore who we had on. It is um, uh, Flowers and um, what's his handle? I can't say his handle because it contains his name. <laughs> um, okay. And a very lovely man called Sean who knows a lot more about uh, League of Legends than Daniel or I did. Um, so yeah, check them out. They um, I don't know when their next game is. I think it's um, actually next Monday. No, it's not this Monday. It's the Monday after. Yeah. They should have their first uh, kind of playoff game. Against either the per, uh, the team that finished third or fourth in the uh, league so far, yeah. So they'll be going yeah. into that.
0: Yeah, maybe we can get them on before their um, season starts or the the playoffs start. It'd be interesting to get in, a look into their bracket as well. That would be mm-hmm. next again then that they're already throwing our yeah. I,
1: I was thinking we because we talked to them about getting them on after the season ends. So that's what I was thinking.
0: Fair, fair,
1: or before the finale. That'd be fun. Because there is a two- or three-week gap if they win the first game. There's a bit of a gap um, until they uh, play in the actual finale.
0: Okay, so it's a two-game playoff series. No,
1: it's, uh, I got this wrong, I think. So if you're the number one ranked, you have a game to get into the semifinals. If you win that, you get into the final. But between the semifinal and the final, because there's only one semifinal, and everything else is in like the lower bracket, where a, a couple of more games have to happen. So if they win their initial game and if they win their um, semifinal game, then they have a bit of a
0: break. So it goes um, into a winners uh, and losers bracket and then the loser yeah, exactly. uh, gets solved first and then the final is obvious. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, well, how many games were there in the regular season again?
1: Fantastic question. I think 14. 14. That's um,
0: very impressive.
1: Or there should have been, but a couple of teams pulled out as well. So a couple of games were just handled by uh, default. You know, if a team pulls out, then you win when your game against them.
0: Makes sense.
1: I think three teams pulled out. So maybe it was more like 11 or 10 games they actually played.
0: Double digit streak, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, only only real shame is um, that they never played Skarner, but I guess you know, you, you can't win them all. So, um, yeah. it was actually really funny in the chats they were playing another team called succubus i think and they had very funny um very funny like kind of chat banter There was this guy who uh, kept betting his house that the opposing team would win against the maastricht money boys and he kept losing his house and doubling down he was he wasn't betting with anyone he just kept going like ah come on guys you got to win otherwise i'll have to sleep in the trenches tonight it's like okay <laughs> that's pretty funny and then we got into a heated argument about who would win a billion lines or one of every pokemon and the answer is obviously one of every Pokemon. Um, so that was also fun. Obvious. Conversations I never thought I'd have during a League of Legends game.
0: Very interesting. Um, again, great guys to talk to you, So I'm looking forward to uh, following them. And hopefully they'll start it off well.
1: Nah, I'm sure they will. I have full faith in them that they will finish this League where they stayed for the rest of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, cool i think that's a good look at our next few guests as well as um there any other new updates from some of our past guests oh this is cool news yeah past guest news cigar club are um their single aliens they released this like aliens and yeah the new one yeah um and aliens is actually in one of the charts now oh which one I don't know, I will look it up and uh, tell you later, but they recently reposted it and uh, they were 30th and they were in there for the first time. So uh, that's cool. It's really neat. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I great. don't know like if it was Canada or if it was the the area or whatever, but, um, and I think that's based on radio time as well. Uh, to some yeah, point. I
1: figure it would be, right?
0: Yeah, so that's really cool, man.
1: Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, They'll get far. For sure, guys. And they do fucking phenomenal music. I was listening to Miss Jane again today. Good song.
0: Good song. Good song. Absolutely. Um, Great. I think, yeah, on that bombshell, it is 8 p.m. And I, uh, as well as you, are pretty... I am going
1: to bed now. (laughs) No, I won't, but Jesus. I'm
0: so tired.
1: I just have a headache now.
0: So if you made it to the end of this episode, you are lucky enough to hear that uh, the Futurama episode Toby was talking about, it is in the sixth season and the seventh episode titled The Late Philip J. Fry, um, that deals with the uh, time travel that Toby was talking about um, and has the cool song 2525 in
1: it, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, cool, cool. So um, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. All right.
1: And happy birthday to you again, even though it is now not your birthday anymore.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Hasta la vista.